0: What's up everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a lot to talk about today. Of course, overreaction Monday. We'll talk about the Phillies. We'll talk about the Padres, the Mariners, and the historic stretch they on, the AL West as a whole. And of course, on Monday, we got Team of the Week, Player of the Week, a new and improved, updated top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. And at the end, a little shout out to Steven Strasberg, who is officially hanging them up and retiring. So we got a lot to talk about today. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Under the track. That's the wall. It's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball. Deep right field and gone! What a game. What a moment. Happy Monday, my friends. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, did you have a good weekend? We did. We actually
1: had a really fun time at Founders Day. Oh, we yeah. We called a wiffle ball game. We both hit, like, really cool monster wiffle ball home runs and had, like, epic bat flips. Who inspired your bat flip? Me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: And Buck? <laughs> yeah.
1: My bat flip and was stolen. Ben, and then
0: Ben. <laughs> we could put it out
1: there and ask who had the best one, but I think we all had a blast. But no, I, it was fun. I also want to give a huge shout out to El Segundo yeah. for winning the Little League World Series yesterday. It has just been such a rad energy. So, I grew up in Manhattan Beach, it's right next to El Segundo. It's I where basically
0: live in El Segundo. You do. You live point. in El
1: Segundo, and they won in epic walk-off fashion with a home run in the ninth inning. Like, it was just, it was so cool. It was so magical. I know we've both been talking to Lars Newbar, friend of the pod. Yeah. He grew up in El Segundo. He has been just so excited Lars go on is hand pumped. for this. <laughs> like, this is just so cool. I'm so happy for him.
0: Yeah, he's pumped. I mean, what just think of being a kid playing little league. I mean, that's the dream at yeah. that age. Hit a walk off home run to win the little league world series. Really cool. Uh, the hype around the area because it's El yeah. going little league has been really cool to see. And I mean, we were
1: out and about this weekend, and if we were in a couple restaurants that only had two TVs, they had the Little League World Series on over the Dodgers (laughs) in a lot of the places. Like, everyone was so excited to cheer on El Segundo, so that was just really cool.
0: Yeah, that was cool for sure. Uh, Also, Justin started on Sunday back in Detroit, by the way, so a uh, very—it's just always— I don't know. Special. The emotions are a little more, you know, it's yeah. De- yeah, definitely it a little home. more special to go back there and to see the start there. The standing ovation that he got was like really loud and apparent on TV, which was really cool yeah. to see from there as well. And he threw really well. Five innings pitch, seven strikeouts, zero earned runs again. So that's, I believe, back to back starts without an he's earned back. run allowed. Yeah, he's, he's back. back. He did hit he's three back. guys, which. It was a little it was a little off there for a little while. Hit three guys, hit two guys in an inning, which he hadn't done in forever, Uh, but ultimately came away with his win on the mound, which was his 100th win at Comerica Park, which is the first time that has ever been reached by anyone. That's cool. So that is a cool feat as well. And he's just the sixth pitcher in the last 50 years to record 100 wins in a single ballpark. That's really cool.
1: That's really cool. Did you talk to him after?
0: I have not talked to him today, actually. But, you know, that is... um, It's a place that I... I think we would both say we grew up there. You know, my brother grew up there as a 21, 22 year old, and I grew up there going to games there forever. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. And I know it's coming on a, on a different team for Justin with the Astros, but, um, we were talking about this the other day, how cool it is that, you know, we're everywhere. He's gone. He's with the Astros now and they still, you know, everybody says like he might be with a different team, but I'll forever root for him. And even leaving the Mets, you know, yeah. he's there for a couple months for it to, you know, like I understand even like, I'm sorry, things didn't yeah. go the way you wanted to this year, but we'll forever root for you. And uh, yeah, it's just been, it's cool. And to get his hundredth win there is well, one never happened before. And yeah. really cool. So That's another dominant bad. start.
1: Now someone else went back to their old stomping grounds this weekend for the first time. Mookie Betts back in Boston and you mentioned standing ovations. I mean, I got chills watching this video of Mookie stepping to the plate for the first time back in Boston, standing ovation. And I don't know if you've also seen, there were a ton of Dodger fans that were also there in attendance. So you not only had Dodger fans cheering for him, all the Red Sox fans cheering for him. And he just really was able to take in that moment, took off his helmet saluted the crowd didn't it was get just, a
0: strike violation at the play you, which is great umpire
1: <laughs> thank you for understanding the moment and letting it happen it was just it was so cool
0: Yeah. And it was cool to hear him talk about it. He said after I I listened to his interview after the third game and he said it was super, super special and said he definitely had nerves that first game. He said the nerves were definitely there and then ended up hitting his 35th homer of the season over the green monster, which is cool for him to accomplish that back in Boston because, well, that's a career high for him. He's tied a career high at 35 homers it's also funny. They asked him after, like, "Hey, you've hit thirty-five homers this year," and he said, "Yeah, been lifting a lot of weights, trying to get swole, and it's working." <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Mookie! Yeah.
1: he was also in the home run derby this year. Yeah, so yeah, and
0: he's been different better mentality. People should start hitting in the derby. Mookie's been better.
1: Yeah, Julio. Since
0: Julio's been like obvious. Julio's been the like, best player? player on the planet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, guys. The narrative has changed.
1: It is. It <laughs> enters the you. home run derby. Juan it Soto. Hurt you. It helps Juan Soto you. in the
0: previous years. I mean, yeah. it's it. Right. The narrative is different, guys. Do it. Do it. It's changed now. Now the perfect home run derby. That should be. That should be an off season episode. Hmm. The perfect home run derby Ooh. eight. The perfect eight. Okay. Yeah. I I like my, that. my brain's turning, but we'll I know Aaron that. Judge and Shohei would be in it.
1: Duh. Speaking of Shohei. You did a little emergency pod without I did. me this weekend. I did. Explain. I did an emergency
0: pod. I uh, got some new information thrown my way about the injury from uh, sources very much so trust here. And yeah, so Saturday, just full go. Yeah. Saturday, rally the troops, emergency pod. We got to go. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's an update <laughs> on... Uh, and everything that there is to do with that injury and the UCL tear and the fatigue he was feeling throughout and uh, a little bit of everything that was passed my way and uh, passed it along to to everyone. So that is, that was Saturday's emergency podcast.
1: Yeah. Like how I found out by getting a notification on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got another podcast. I was like, it,
0: we do. It happened we do? in a blur. It okay. was Saturday was just wild. A, a, a wild, wild day for yeah. sure. All right. Yeah. So good weekend. It was. Did you do anything else this weekend?
1: Uh, I watched a lot of baseball. I watched yeah. the little league world series and just, did you watch the game? Yeah. 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 I watched the one on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: just, I saw the video of the walk-off. It's I didn't great. watch, but it good was for awesome. them. I'm pumped for them.
1: Yeah. Well, Hey, it's Monday. So it's time for some overreactions. Are you ready
0: for it? I'm ready.
1: All right. I'm going to give Ben some bold statements. He tells me it's an overreaction or not. So let's get started. The Phillies will make a postseason run.
0: You know, I think the Phillies aren't being talked enough simply because they aren't the best team in their division, but That doesn't mean they're not one of the best teams in baseball because the best team in baseball is leading that division. Yeah. But you look up and the Phillies have one of the best records in all of baseball. They're they're one of those teams that I've mentioned a lot lately has the perfect October blueprint. We saw it last year. Right. We saw them get in, played their asses off to get in at the very end of the season. It was
1: like the perfect timing for them to turn it on. And
0: then. It shouldn't have shocked anyone that they ended up there because you look at the team. The rotation has Wheeler and Nola, and the offense is full of stars. And they had a number three starter in Ranger Suarez that stepped up a lot in the postseason. So that that blueprint is there. Mm-hmm. But for this Phillies team to to make a postseason run, Nola and Wheeler have to be Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Yeah. And Aaron Nola specifically hasn't been that. But uh, for the majority of this year, now he did. He dominated on Sunday. He looked really, really good on Sunday. But that lowered his season ERA to four point three on the year. They they cannot have their their number two guy pitching. Uh, they can't have. They want him pitching like Sunday. More of that. The Phillies yeah. will be great. I I really like Aaron Nola. The knock for me on him has just been these wild inconsistencies. He'll be really good and then just have a terrible blow up start, which. Is the elevated ERA. Now, if you can get Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler being those guys in the playoffs, of course, then you look around and you have a lineup full of superstars. The lineup is better than it was last year when they were in the World Series. But. Here's what I need to say, Alex. I need this isn't an honesty hour, but it's kind of an honesty hour. Okay. The Phillies need to move. Kyle Schwarber out of the leadoff spot. I I, I get it. worked. I get it worked last year and it was a success in the postseason. But it's time. The guys won the complete opposite of a stereotypical leadoff hitter, which yeah. is fine, right? But he's hitting 180 this year mm. and the power is still. But, but that's not fine. So I came up with a hypothetical Phillies offense Line v- lineup lineup okay. that could could win the World Series. All right, let's go. Here's what we got to do. Move Kyle Schwarber down. Lead off Trey Turner, the perfect leadoff guy. I can see that. JT Realmuto Muto hitting second. Great number two hitter. Bryce Harper third. Nick Castellanos four. Kyle Schwarber five. Alec Bone six. Bryson Stott, who's been great, seven. And then some combination of Rojas Marsh cave down at the bottom of the lineup. Do that. Do that. But my whole point here I wanted to make was move Kyle Schwarber out of the leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. And then that got me to, well, if I'm going to suggest that I, I might should as well suggest give you my a solution. Yeah. And I feel like I did. So he that did. would be my lineup. Uh, but absolutely this team, th- it should shock nobody. No. If this team does some damage in the playoffs, would I predict it right now? No, but it would not shock me if the Phillies beat the Braves. I mean, they're built for October. They are great offense yep. studs in the rotation Kimbrel's been great this year. I don't know. So, I, yes. Their
1: MVP is red hot right now. Bryce Harper has just been going on a tear. Yeah. So, I mean, it's everything is kind of falling into place at the right time yep. for this Phillies team to make a run. Yep. And I love it.
0: Not an overreaction at all.
1: Nope. <sighs> Let's uh, switch gears a little bit here. From a high to a low. It is time to give up on the Padres.
0: <laughs> you know... It has taken me longer than most.
1: Mm-hmm. Same,
0: and I, I will say, I truly was not ready to do this until the Padres lost on Sunday and got swept or lost on three in a row to the Brewers on the road. And it it is do or die time for the Padres, yeah. and them getting sw- them getting their doors blown off in that series against the Brewers, who are playing better. It swayed my opinion. I was not ready to do it, but it is time to give up on the Padres. It is. San Diego Padres. Your time has come, my friends. You are canceled.
1: I think Padres the team knows it too. We saw Manny Machado yeah. absolutely lose his mind in the dugout. Now, if you've ever seen what a what are they called? A destroy room? A destroy.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's what to call it, but I don't know. There is a, there is a,
1: it's a room where you can go and just break everything in sight and you have like bats and things. And Manny Machado did that in the dugout.
0: He took his bat and did it in the dugout. He did it with his helmet, took his bat. Frustration coming out. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do that, but I get, I do get it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, frustration. Smash room. Smash room. That's it. Yep.
1: That that makes
0: Um, frustration comes out in in many different ways. And Manny Machado is is a leader on that team and clearly very frustrated and took it out. I love a good bat to a water cooler. I love it. Well, I don't want to say do more of it, but I love when we get it. But when you
1: see that, that's when you know it's falling apart internally. Mentally, they are just done.
0: So, you know, I have said all season well before the trade deadline that the Padres and the Mets are having the most disappointing seasons in the history of Major League Baseball. Well, it's official. Oh, yeah. I mean, this season, we got the two most disappointing seasons in the history of Major League Baseball. I truly believe that. With the payrolls that these two had, with the lack of success that these two did have, I have no problem saying that. Now, the Mets pivoted. And did a, did a good job pivoting, in my opinion, and, and set themselves up well for the future. But let's not deter that from the fact that it was a nightmare of a season. And the Padres, on the other hand, are even worse off because they didn't pivot. They decided to go for it, which I'm not. I, I was for. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it took me until today to not believe in this team. But they didn't. They did not sell. They decided to go for it. They were, I guess, soft buyers, Rich Hill and G-Man Choi, but uh, Garrett Cooper. So they didn't sell. And now they're not set up as well for the future because of that. Now mm-hmm. they are set up to win in the future because I think this team is really good. Yep. But it just didn't work out this year. And this is now one of the biggest failures of all time. They have the same exact record as the Washington Nationals, Alex. Now I will credit where credit is due. The Nationals have... Under the radar been playing really good baseball lately. Yeah. But again, the Padres here on August 28th, the our August 28th episode have the same exact ep- record as the Washington Nationals. So, again, San Diego Padres. Team number 12, I think. That's canceled. Yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah. yeah. Sad. Just breaks my heart I don't because know it. they have such a good team. Oh, they have yeah. so many great players. It's
0: time to give up on the Padres. That is not yeah. an overreaction. Oh, yeah. I did. Okay. I'm, I'm done.
1: <sighs> well, our next overreaction Monday, uh, the team this player was on has already been canceled. Yes. But this player is not. There is still hope for this season a little bit after a sad last week. Shohei Otani could win MVP solely as a hitter.
0: You know, I, I, I don't think a lot of people would – Would understand this, but absolutely. If Shohei Otani didn't throw a single pitch this season, he is still the American league MVP solely from what he has done offensively. That's it. The MLB leader in home runs, Shohei Otani, the MLB leader in slugging percentage. Shohei Otani, the MLB leader in OPS, Shohei Otani, the MLB leader in triples, Shohei Otani, the American League leader in on-base percentage, Shohei Otani, only behind Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is half of Shohei is, is, a, is the best hitter in the league. Is an MVP. Shohei's is the best hitter in baseball. I mean, he's hitting over 300. You know, I mentioned all of those stats, which has to do with, with power and driving yeah. the ball. Homer slugging percentage, OPS triples on base percentage. Well, that one doesn't have to do with driving the ball. But batting average over 300 this year. Shohei Otani is the best hitter in the game. If he wasn't just a, if he wasn't a two-way player, if he weren't pitching, which he's not right now, what he is, is the best hitter in the game of baseball. And absolutely, he's an MVP as just a hitter.
1: Yeah, crazy. I agree,
0: but and we're still seeing him. Hit let's not after forget
1: as UCL,
0: <laughs> right. Let's not forget that he also pitches to a Cy Young caliber yeah. pitcher and is the greatest we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, so. and we're still getting to see him. Yeah, for now until he gets that second opinion. Yep. So grateful for that. All right. Well, let's stay in the American League for our next Overreaction Monday. The AL West is the only division. Up for grabs.
0: The AL West is my favorite division right now. My favorite race we're getting. It's definitely the best divisional race we're getting. There's three teams involved in it. The the Mariners who have overtaken first place now, the Rangers and the Astros. Or each
1: one game behind Seattle.
0: And this division is going to come down to the wire to the last week of the season. But I don't think it's the only division that's up for grabs. Okay. I don't. The NL West, done. NL East, done. AL Central, I'll even give you, done. Twins are going to win that division. You know, I to me, the NL Central is not completely out of reach for the Cubbies. It's not. I do think they're it's a four
1: games back. Right I think now. it's a long
0: shot, but I'm not ready to say that the division's done and it's okay. out of reach and that the AL West is the only division up for grabs. Cubby's got a chance, man. We've seen them get really streaky and go on like eight, nine game win streaks. And the brewers are certainly capable of going on a, on a losing streak. We've, although they're playing fantastic right now, the, the and I'm not rooting against the brewers by any means, but I'm just not ready to yet count out the cubbies and winning that NL central. I'm not.
1: Okay. And you said you didn't mention AL East. Well, the think?
0: AL East, that gets a little bit trickier.
1: And you know what? That actually leads us to our next overreaction. So let me just cut you off there so I can lead you in. Perfect. The Orioles will not win the AL East without Felix Batista.
0: <sighs> this sucks. Yeah. Felix Bautista was the best closer in baseball this year. I know he hit a little bit of a rough patch, but I mean, it wasn't ever going to happen, especially like Edwin Diaz didn't even finish close last year, but there were like murmurs of some Cy Young votes for a closer, which if you're doing that, you're doing something special. Felix Bautista has had a special season and he came off the mound the other night Man, with two strikes in the last inning with one out to go and placed him on the injured list with some degree of injury to his UCL. Oof. Which is not good. No. And he's a huge, huge part of that Orioles bullpen, been their closer. Um, has what I think has become, especially with Edwin Diaz out this year, has become yeah. my favorite closer entrance into the game this year. Uh, so now without him, I don't know. I. I'm not a doctor. Anyone listening that ever thought I'm a doctor, one, what's wrong with you? Two, I'm not a doctor, and I don't, I can't speculate. But hearing that he goes on the IL with some degree of a UCL injury, I do have concerns that we don't see him again this year, which would lead their bullpen to have Yannir Cano bumped to the ninth inning. Great, I like him. So where I think this becomes a problem isn't like, well, does it real like. It's just the ninth inning, guy. No, it affects everybody, right? So now Yanir Cano is going to be in a different position in the ninth inning, and it, it just bumps everybody closer and closer into those more high-leverage situations. Yeah. And Fujinami is now going to have to pitch in more high-leverage situations. Their their acquisition at the trade deadline, who has high-leverage stuff. 100 mile an hour stuff, 100 plus nasty breaking stuff, but I don't know if that highlight, you know, like he hasn't proven you know, a lot of um inconsistencies, a lot of command problems. So now you're counting on him instead of let's say like a sixth or seventh inning spot, you need three of the last six outs of the game coming from him and and most and in, in a lot of situations So I think this affects the Orioles more in the postseason. I do think that the Orioles can win the AL East still. So I will say this is an overreaction. I think the Orioles win the AL East. It just sucks. It sucks because that bullpen of Yanir Cano and Felix Bautista was the best eight, nine inning guys that we were getting in all of baseball this year. And they've been a blast to watch. And I just, it, I'm like, I, it like, gut wrenches me that yeah. this team that's been so good this year and they're a big part of it uh, is losing one of their parts of that. So it sucks, but I will still say the Orioles win the East. All
1: right. Well, let's wrap things up on a, on a high note. The Mariners have been the best story of the second half.
0: Yes. Yeah. The Mariners have certainly been the best story of the second half, 24 and six. And their last 30 games are the Seattle Mariners 24 and six. Now that's 30 games. Yep. On that date, 30 games ago, July 25th, the Mariners were in fourth place in the AL West and they were eight and a half games out of first place, eight and a half back in fourth place and overall in the American league. They were the fifth worst team in the entire league. They were 10th out of 15 total teams. Now they have the third best record in the American league. They're rolling 36 and 14 since July 1st. Again, eight straight games, two times this month. Yeah, They won eight straight games, multiple times this month. At one point they were 50 and 50 this year. In fact, I'll do you one better. This is a cool stat. At one point this season, The Mariners were 38 and 42 since 36 and 14. That's the best in baseball in that span. This is the best winning percentage by any American league team in their first 50 games after entering the month under 500 all time, all time. That's great. The best 50 game stretch since 2003 for the Mariners. Look, You talk about peaking at the right time for certain teams. Well, the Mariners were, the Mariners were not even in the playoff conversation 30 games ago. And now here they are sitting in the, the, top seat. What's the analogy? The top seat, the bird's eye seat, the cat's eye view. I don't even know the saying they're sitting at the top of the AL West and it's because of the stretch they went on. It's historically good. And uh, yeah, it's certainly been the best story. I will say of of, of everybody in the second half because of because of the ground that they've made up and the story and the like, are we sellers? Are we buyers? We don't know. But then, oh my God, Julio Rodriguez. Oh my God, Luis Castillo, this pitching rotation. Would you look at the Seattle mayor Mariners pay attention to them. This team is certainly capable of doing damage in the playoffs with that rotation, with what Julio is doing. Nobody is stopping the Seattle Mariners.
1: And I love that they took over a team that was kind of one of the best stories of the first half in the Texas yep. Rangers. Cause everyone was like, okay, they got pieces, but can they maintain this? And they were on fire the first half of the season.
0: Yeah. And the Mariners.
1: Going- just kind of went the opposite way. And then they flip-flopped Rangers went on a down <laughs> downward, little bit of a spiral and Mariners just have best 50 game stretch since 2003.
0: Well, I, I won't even, I won't yeah. even allow you to say a little bit of a spiral. The The Rangers Big are spiral. on a abs. They went from one of the best stories in the first half to yeah. one of the worst stories in the second. And I, I mean, they're say one in nine half. in their
1: last 10 days. If fu- that tells you
0: anything, they were good. I don't want to say the full second half. They were good after that, but lately it has been bad. Just an absolute downward spiral. So uh, Mariners, yes, best story of the second half. It's been awesome to watch them.
1: Yeah, that's been great. Well, that does it for Overreaction Monday. So let's move on. Wait, to- wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! I got. You know, Alex, I canceled the Padres. Yeah. Right. Are we canceling another team? Yes, it is. I, I said even if we don't talk about a team in an episode, whenever okay. it is time, I am going to cancel new teams, and I am I am ready. I'm ready. Okay. It is your time. Cleveland (laughs) guardians You are canceled. The youngest team in the playoffs last year, the youngest team in baseball. And they just didn't, they just, they just never, I don't know. They just never like had it this year. The offense wasn't the offense is a, is a, Big weakness of theirs. Uh, Josh Bell didn't work out there. That was a big addition for them. And then went to Miami and is working out there. Shane Bieber getting hurt. The Tristan McKenzie injuries. Yes, they've dealt with some, uh, some back-breaking injuries. The, their rotation is based around Bieber and McKenzie. And obviously dealing with uh, without a lot of those guys for the majority of the season. Just disappointing season. So uh, Cleveland Guardians, they are team number, well, we started with nine then Yankees, then Angels, then Padres, now Guardians. Yeah. That's 12, 10, 11, 13, 12, 13. Yes. 13. Cleveland Guardians, 13. 13th team. You are canceled.
1: Have you canceled a good chunk of the AL Central?
0: Uh, yeah, Well, God, of any division to be canceled. Yeah. I, I think everybody in that division is canceled but the twins,
1: but the twins who were in first place, but yeah. Cleveland's in second and they're, yeah.
0: Gone. Yeah. They, they All ain't right. in that division and they ain't in the right. playoffs. So do you remember canceling is just season season Done. over, you know, yeah. like everybody besides one team is eventually going to be canceled. Yeah. We're going to be standing on the field at the world series after the final game wraps up and I'm going to have to cancel the team. That, just <laughs> that was in the world series. Gosh, that's not
1: going to feel good. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, like I was about to say before, yes, it is Monday, so it is time for Mondays with Mama Verlander. What you have to say this week,
0: Mom? Mom came with the the fire this week. Okay, you know it was interesting because the one b- I did, I dropped an F word.
1: I know, and I said, "Mom's not going to be happy about that."
0: But uh huh, it was just repeating after Justin. And I used to get in trouble so for this. So you're blaming older say, brother? Mom, Justin said it. You're blaming Justin older brother. Justin said it. He okay. said F off, mm-hmm. Alex, to Alex Cora in that game. So I just I thought for, you were just telling me to I fall. just said it. Whoever, whatever Alex chooses <laughs> like, to. Me? Okay, <laughs> the, got
1: it. No,
0: so we. I knew something was coming from my mom. Yeah. And boy, did I get a text. Okay. So Mondays with Mom, let me read you the text. Listening to Friday's episode right now and already listened to Thursday's. Heard you say the F word, dot, dot, dot. I just want to say, I'm so proud of you for being so passionate about what you do, dot, dot, dot. Great effing job, exclamation, LOL. P.S. I'm a lucky mom to have two adult kids that get to work every day and love what they do.
1: That's not what I was expecting. That was great.
0: What a a spin zone. More F-bombs. More F-bombs. Mom approves mom approves mom of the f The bosses approve of the yeah. F bomb. We, we should just do whatever we want.
1: Uh, what was that stand-up bit where it's like the seven words you can't say on TV. I don't know this. No. Do you know this? I'll send it to you. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll send it to you. Do you know the you. words? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say them all. Well, if we end up doing something where you're going to go off the rails on a show, we'll play it. We'll start the show by playing it. Mm.
0: Yeah. All right. Mm. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom.
1: Thanks for the thumbs up approval.
0: The, the, by <laughs> the way, the, 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 un, the unread text number just God, continues to, to get raised. 130? Yeah. 130,
1: 130. 130 unread text messages. That just, no, that gives me anxiety. But I can't look at that. A lot of them are. I gotta get, let's this, get that off the board. Yeah, the board. I've already
0: explained. At a, at a certain <gasps> point, done. you just get too overwhelmed. And it's just, you're You're lost. It's, no. It's too, past the point of no yeah, return.
1: It, you just need to do a day. Sit down. Just get it done. Okay. Get it done. Okay. It's time for team of the week.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: <sighs>
0: it is team, team of... Of the, the week. week.
1: <laughs> Take <laughs> yes. it go. Team of the go. week time
0: where every week I go position by position. And this will be the last one before uh team of the month. The mm. August team of the month will be Monday's episode. I can't believe we're up.
1: heading into the last regular Crazy. like month of the regular season.
0: Yeah. So we got team of the month, position by position, picking the best player from every single spot on the field from the week that was in Major League Baseball. And we'll start. At the catcher position with the big dumper, Cal Raleigh, what a week the guy had. Hit 450, three homers, nine RBIs, an OPS of 1,500. By the way, fun fact, last season, Cal Raleigh, who didn't even play all season long, uh, led all catchers and homers. Guess who leads all Major League Baseball catchers and homers this year as of right now? Cal Raleigh. Yes. Big dumper. He's my catcher.
1: All right, moving up to first base. Bryce Harper.
0: Look at Bryce. first time Bryce Harper has ever been on team of the week at first base. Yep. because well, he hasn't ever played first base until he a few weeks ago when he came back. And good Lord, 478, three Homers, nine RBIs and a 1556 OPS for first baseman yeah. Bryce Harper. What a week for him. And uh, yeah, it appears. remember. Bryce. Was out for a long time and did not take a rehab stint. No. Just immediately started hitting major league pitching. And oh, what do you know? You look up now and how long has he been back? I don't know about the length of spring training at bats that he would have gotten. Yeah. So,
1: and now of he's course up. he's
0: heating up. Yeah. So, he's my first baby.
1: Just player. in the nick of time for the Phillies. Yes. All right, let's move to second base. Josh Rojas.
0: Josh Rojas, first timer on Mm -hmm. here. Josh Rojas, great week. 444, two homers, six RBIs, and a 1.168 OPS for the Seattle Mariners, who we all know are playing great baseball these days. But Josh Rojas, uh, not a name that, not a household name. Uh Uh-uh. And uh, that he's been a big part, especially in the last week of that Mariners offense. So good for him. First timer on here. He's my second baseman.
1: All right, moving to third base, Alex Bregman.
0: Yeah, Alex Bregman, uh, third baseman this week, 429, one homer, seven RBIs, and a 1.293 OPS. Yeah, Breggy's back. Breggy bombs, Breggy's back. (laughs) Breggy, any more Bs? Breggy baseballs, Breggy. (laughs) Just (laughs) stop. I'm just going to cut you off. Bregman's my third base. We're going to
1: move to shortstop. Last week's guest, Gunnar Henderson.
0: That's right. You come on Flippin' Bats and you become on, you come on the, you're on Team of the Week. That's just how that works out. 385 average, two homers, six RBIs, a 1.178 OPS, and one guest appearance on Flippin' Bats pod. And that, there it, wow, we got another look at that. It's, it's on the lower third. It's that, stat. Look. It is. It's a stat. It is a factual stat who came on flipping bats last week. One person. And he ended up on team of the way coincidence. No, (laughs) if you've listened to this podcast for more than a a few weeks, then I, I, I feel, I feel like a lot of people say this. There really is something crazy about the pod luck. Like it's not just it. It really is like at one point last year, we had statistics on it. Like when you come on the pod, The odds go from, I don't know, like plus 200 for you to hit a home run that night to like minus a million. You are hitting a home run that night if you come on the pod. And we saw Gunner hit a a couple on the week and he just had, yeah, he had a really good week. So full disclosure, I got to third base for team of the week. I always go like, you know, catcher first, second, third, short. I got to third and was like, oh my God. Gunner Henderson and Alex Bregman had a very similar week. And I'm friends with Bregman. Yeah. And Gunner came on the pod this week. And I was like, I am in a state of confusion. I don't know what to do. And then I looked and was like, oh. Gunner's playing short tonight. He's my shortstop on team of the week. And this alleviates (laughs) all of my problems. (laughs) Alex Bregman at third. Gunner Henderson at short. Thank you for clarifying that. All
1: right. Well, let's head to the outfield. Now, remember, this is just three outfielders, not necessarily by position. First up, Adam Duvall.
0: This was a, this was quite the week for a lot of outfielders. So it was tricky out there. Adam Duvall, 400, four homers. 11 RBIs and a 1.371 OPS on the week. So uh, we saw Duval doing this beginning of the year. Then he got hurt and uh, it's been kind of down up a little down for Adam Duval since, but this, this is what we were watching at the beginning of the year. If you all remember, he got hurt really early on, but he was like the best player in baseball for the yeah. first like week or so of the year. So Duval is back as my first of three outfielders.
1: All right. Second up, Carrie Carpenter.
0: Oh baby, I love me some Cary Carpenter. Guys, look, great week. Yes. 450 Carrie Carpenter of the Detroit Tigers, by the way. 450 on the week. Three homers, eight RBIs of 1472 OPS. But hear me out. I'm I'm starting to get excited about the Tigers' future, and Cary Carpenter is a big part of that. Obviously, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson. Uh, that makes me excited. Riley Green's a stud. Torque having a turnaround year, but Kerry Carpenter has announced his presence with authority in this Tigers lineup. He has almost 300 at bats this year and has an OPS over 900 on the season. That's not a, that's not a fluke. That's not a flash in the pan. That's a statement, right?
1: What are these sayings? Flash in the pan is one. Look it up. Read a book. Flash in the pan.
0: You don't read books. No, but I know, I know flash in the pan.
1: Isn't that a statement?
0: No, maybe it's a Southern thing. I've it's definitely a that. statement. Never heard that. It basically means like it's no quick. It's no fluke. It's no flashing the pan. I don't know what it means, All man. Right. It's just a statement. Kerry Carpenter, my second of three outfielders.
1: Wrapping up the outfield, Mookie Betts.
0: Yeah, Mookie is great for team of the week because he's really good, and you can put him in a cornucopia of Anywhere. places. You can put yeah. him wherever you want: outfield, second base, shortstop, uh-huh. wherever. 619 on the week, 619 with four (laughs) RBIs and a 1476 OPS. And that return back to Fenway, really cool week for Mookie. Uh, But yeah, 619, pretty impressive. So he is my third of three outfielders. That's Adam Duvall, Kerry Carpenter, Mookie Betts.
1: All right, moving on to designated hitter, Marcel Ozuna.
0: Yeah, Marcel Ozuna has been really having a solid year for the Braves and really Man, I I watch him a lot lately, and he's putting together some of the best at bats. Right now, specifically, the last week or so, he's putting together the best at bats I've, I've seen from Marcelo Zuna. 4.76 on the week, four home runs, eight RBIs, and an OPS of 16.85 on the week. Marcelo Zuna, DH. All right, let's
1: head to your starting pitcher, Charlie Morton.
0: Yeah, Charlie Morton. Great start on the mound. Punched out 11 guys, got the win, seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, and a .091 batting averaged against. So seven innings, 11 punch outs. Wow. Dominance for old Uncle Charlie. Fire. That's what they call him, Uncle Charlie. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't make that up. Uh, did I, I Actually, don't say that, Ben. I didn't make up anything I've said here. I don't know why I just got so... I, I I'm going to look up flash in the pan. I didn't make that up but I didn't it is a thing think. of course it's a thing I, we got our, we got seeing, an audience seeing, out over yeah. here it's it means what i said i, I, I the only one who hasn't
1: heard it is it a southern thing i think it's probably no a i thing. I, don't I, I don't know i i it's weird i don't get it all right well let's close let's close out team of the week with a closing pitcher <laughs> pete fairbanks
0: Yeah, Pete Fairbanks was nasty down there for the Rays. Rays are playing playing good baseball for sure. He ended up with uh, two saves on the week, but punched out a lot of guys in those opportunities. Seven strikeouts in three innings pitched with zero earned runs, zero walks, and two hits on the week. So Pete Fairbanks of the Tampa Bay Rays rounds out this week's team of the week, which Alex leads to our... Players of the week. You Mine. Go first. Who you got? Is Bryce Harper. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love to see this. And the guy's back, uh, playing first base. So we're getting to see him out there defensively, mm-hmm. which he's not. He's good. He's playing a new position and doing really well out there. But 478 on the week with three home runs and nine RBIs, the Phillies are going to be the Fightins are going to be a problem in the playoffs. We're talking about the Fightins. They're my
1: favorite East Coast team. (laughs) I love the Phillies. Man,
0: if if you weren't yet a a listener when we were at the the World Series last year and in LCS, we did a pregame show right across the street. At uh, Xfinity Live, Xfinity Live, and we were down there amongst the <laughs> the wild the and drunk fans, like, and we just—it's a different uh, breed of fan. It, it was in my head for 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 months after. We just have people just coming up screaming. We're talking about the fight. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Harper, great player yeah, of the week. It
1: was great. Okay, my player of the week, Mookie Betts.
0: I knew this was coming. Did you? I had a feeling.
1: Oh, that's cool. I mean, how could you not? Batting 619 on the week for RBI. He did get his home run on Sunday, which doesn't count towards this week. But he just had such a, it was so cool to see the love, the the respect that he got going back to Boston for the first time since leaving and coming to LA. But it was just all around I love moments like that when you get the, when you get the, the respect, like kind of like how your brother got, when he went back, like you said, when he went back to Detroit, when he went back to Houston, when he was on the Mets for a bit, it's just like, it's cool to have a player that just is as good as Mookie is or someone like your brother is, and just continue to have that respect on any team that they were on.
0: I struggled to watch that series and watch the, the, if I, if I'm a Red Sox fan, yeah,
1: you got a pit in your stomach.
0: How do yeah. you not the fans' fault, obviously. No. And they were furious, and rightfully so. But man, John Henry letting him go. You have a homegrown Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah. And you just don't re-sign him. Yeah. I, God, every time I every time I watched that game, that series this weekend, I just couldn't stop but thinking of like, what is John? What is he, what was he thinking?
1: And I don't know if you saw. But Dodger fans came out in full force yeah, in is, Boston. Yeah. They were taking over the streets. It almost looked like an L.A. home game at one point where they were just literally it was all blue, all blue down all the streets as they were walking into the ballpark. Yeah. And someone said in this video, like, this feels like a Dodgers home game. Like, what's happening here? Mm. Like, it was just it was madness. It was so cool. So, I, again, for for Mookie, having the home team. Boston fans cheer for him. And then obviously all the LA fans that were there. It's it had to be a very special moment. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Is it power rankings It's time? power
1: rankings time. All right. You ready? Let's do
0: it. All right, Alex, for this, we'll head up to our brand new, beautiful LED stage and, and wall and put the power rankings up here because it is time for a new and improved top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm yeah.
1: excited. We got spicy last week. Spicy. It was spicy. It was fun. There was fun. There were shots taken at each I other. I took this
0: bat right to her head Probably. afterwards, and it just it bounced right off. It was great.
1: That, that's a bit aggressive. Okay. Here. All right. Let's get started at number <laughs> 10, the Cubs.
0: Yeah, the Cubbies are uh, currently in a, in a playoff spot. Uh, again, we did talk about them. Yeah. I, the central's not out of reach for them. They could get in as a division winner. They could get in as a wild card. They could not get in get in at all. And that's baseball. <laughs> yeah. No, the Cubbies are are playing good. They're 69 and 61 and here at number 10.
1: At number 9, down 5 spots, yeah. the Texas Rangers.
0: Down 5. A it's big move. Uh 73 and 57 on the year, but the Texas Rangers are here down 5 spots. They have won just one of their last 10 games. Their worst losing streak of the season happened over this past week. Uh, They've seen their, I can't really say big division lead, but, you know, they were there. The Astros were, it was like three, four games at one point. And then they see that division lead go, and then the Mariners jumped them. So now they're tied with the Astros for second in the division. And look, record-wise, yes, still good. Current play-wise, not good. Not good. It has yeah. been abysmal for the Texas Rangers lately.
1: All right. Moving on to number eight. They were not ranked last week. The Rays.
0: Yeah, the Rays have the Rays have been slowly sneaking back in. Playing good baseball yeah. lately. They're 80 and 52, great record. Yeah. Again, the historic start helps that, but very, I feel like sneakily, just really good under the radar baseball. They're just winning series. That's the goal. Win series win series and then you'll pile on a bunch of wins and you'll look up at the end of the year and you'll be in the playoffs. And that's what's going to happen for the Tampa Bay Rays.
1: All right. At number seven, a down one spot, the Astros.
0: Yep. Uh, the Astros, uh, they pretty good weekend series against the the Tigers end up pulling that out. But just it's been, it's just I don't know. It's just like the the Astros are such an interesting team to me. Like they seem to do this every year at some point. And not, this week wasn't bad, but obviously just up and then down. And then, you know, I think the the Red Sox series was the perfect explanation or example, if you will, of their season of just dominating the beginning of that series mm-hmm. and then getting dominated at the end of that series. And it's just it's confusion, uh, but the yeah, they're they're still very good, 74 and 58 here at number seven this week.
1: At number six, up two spots. You're talking about the fight. You're
0: talking about the fight. <laughs> yeah. The Phillies are here at number six at 72 and 58 on the year. I this team is this team is really good. Again, they're not getting the the respect because they're so far back in the division but it's because of the Atlanta Braves. The Phillies are very good. They're playing really good. The offense is honestly just getting better and better, though I think they should listen to my lineup suggestion from earlier. Uh, Nola and Wheeler in back-to-back starts. (laughs) this is what he thinks he should do. Yes. Back-to-back starts over the weekend. Nola and Wheeler looked great. And if Nola and Wheeler are going to be the aces that they are and can be and were last year in the postseason, then this is, again, a team that will do damage in the playoffs. But the Phillies are here at number six, up two. All
1: right, moving to your top five. Also up two spots, the Brewers.
0: The Brew Crew, eight in a row. Look at this team rolling, 73 and 57. They've separated themselves in the NL Central. They're hitting well. William Contreras has been fantastic. Good, off, good low-key, under-the-radar, offseason acquisition for them. Uh, pitching staff good, Devin Williams back into the bullpen. I, this Brewers team is a lot of fun to watch. If you haven't watched this team, when they get into the bullpen with a lead, their bullpen with a lead, 7-8-9, they're going to throw guys at you that are throwing 103 with sink. Devin Williams has the, the best changeup in baseball, if you want to actually call it a changeup. He calls it a changeup, so I guess everybody should, but it's basically a screwball. It's an airbender. It's it's unbelievable. 73 and 57 Brewers, first team in the top five.
1: All right. At number four, up one spot, one of the most exciting teams in baseball right now, the Mariners.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talked all about them earlier in, in the episode. This team has been historically good. It's their best 50-game stretch since 2003. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a lot of, if you're watching, the guy you see now, Julio Rodriguez. This team... Rides from the pitching rotation to Julio Rodriguez. That's where the success comes from. Rotation, Julio, when they're all going, we see now that they are one of the best teams in baseball and now leaders in the AL West. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Thought. I think it's thought. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought?
1: Who would have thunk? It's also a weird, just random saying. If you're throwing out <laughs> random ones, <laughs> I'm throwing out random ones. Your random sayings are just <laughs> grammatical errors. Mine are just <laughs> no, statements you don't know. <laughs> no, they're not. All right, let's move to the top three. At number three, I swear I got spicy last week. Dodgers staying at number three.
0: Yeah, Dodgers staying at number three. Uh, two series on the week against uh, the Guardians, and then uh, we saw them. They lost one to the. They look. Top three, spoiler, we're going to stay the same here. Let me explain why Dodgers... This is where it got spicy last week. Yeah. Dodgers three, Orioles are two. We can put that up. Orioles are two. And look, both of these teams had...
1: They both went seven and three in their last 10 games.
0: They both... Look, if I was going to have these flip last week, it'd yeah. stay the same this week. They, nothing happened one way or another no. to make me sway my opinion of what I thought last week. Both are really good. Both are staying put. Both are getting into the playoffs. Everything's fine. Dodgers 3, Orioles at 2, at 81 and 49, which, again, Alex, leads yes, to the best, uh, team in baseball. the best team in baseball still, the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are consensus, I think. Best team in baseball. There, And not. I'm not just talking record-wise or whatever what anybody thinks. I, this is what I think. I think a lot of people would agree the Braves are the best team in baseball. But j- I'm talking just like... Complete team. Yeah. The lineup is unbelievable. Top to bottom. Top to the literal bottom of the lineup is really good. Rotation. Max Fried back out on the mound looking good. Uh, Back into the bullpen. There's no real weakness with this team. And I guess what you could say is the one place you can beat them come the postseason is if you can get to their starter early and then have to get into the bullpen before you get to that back end, but it, but but then the conversation: what team isn't that way? You know, no yeah. team has like a fourth inning reliever that's dominant. You know, so their one weakness is they're like middle relief guys, but great starters, Bryce Elder, Glaces back end, offense one through nine. There's no holes at any point. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. And they wrap up this week's uh, top 10 power rankings. Cubbies, Rangers down five, Rays, Astros, Phillies, Brewers, Mariners, Dodgers, Orioles, Braves. Before we wrap up though, Alex, um, as we were filming uh, last week, Mm -hmm. as, as we were wrapping up our final episode of the week, news broke that Steven Strasburg is retiring. And just wanted to talk about that for a second because this guy... Steven Strasburg will go down as having one of the crazier, weirdest, best careers uh, ever. Because three-time All-Star, World Series Champion in 2019, World Series MVP, and All-MLB First Team in 2019. 2019 Babe Ruth Award. Very established and accoladed, or what's the word I'm looking for? Decorated, Decorated. career. That was sadly cut short due to just the injuries that came about. Yeah. I mean, Steven Strasberg gave everything for the Washington Nationals in that 2019 World Series. And he was never he was never the same after that. But great career. I will forever remember. It's one of those careers where if you're a fan, like a if if you're a diehard fan of the game, you remember where you were when Steven Strasberg made his debut in 2010 against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And maybe it was because I was at my beach week of high school and it was the first time I had ever drank in my life. (laughs) So maybe that, I just correlated the two because we all (laughs) sat down and and watched Steven Strasburg. But no, really, everybody remembers because he had the most hype of any pitcher almost ever coming out of the draft and uh, just a, a really, really good and dominant career when he was healthy, sadly a career cut short due to injury. But congratulations to Steven Strasburg on a great career and uh, his retirement the uh, the other day.
1: Yeah, at 35.
0: 35 years old.
1: Yeah. But he, he hit all the major, most of the major World awards champion, that you want to get. Multiple yeah. all-stars. That's great. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that does it for this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a really exciting week. Obviously, two episodes as always tomorrow. One drops overnight, and the next this week and show you Otani news later in the day. And then Wednesday is Julio Rodriguez of the oh, hottest team great. on planet Earth, the Seattle Mariners superstar, Julio Rodriguez. So he is Wednesday's episode. Thank you all for listening to this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod. All of them. But that does it for today. Until tomorrow, my friends.